This is the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grapier, and today's episode is with Balthazar. If you follow me on social media, you've definitely seen me post about this band, and I do not apologize for it whatsoever. They are an incredible band from Belgium that make incredible music. Um, and what else can I say? I mean, they, uh, they recently released a new album called Fever. It is their fourth record. And it's one of those records that just reminds you why you love, love a band in the first place. I mean, I'm very biased, I'm not gonna lie, but it's one of those things where it's like, these guys just make music that sounds cool. I honestly don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it's groovy, it's slick, it's uh, playful, it's thoughtful, it's thought-provoking, it's emotional, and it still leaves a lot of questions to be asked, which is pretty much what this whole episode ended up being about. I um, Skyped with Gent and uh, Martin, the two frontmen of uh, Balthazar, and uh, yeah, we've talked previously in regards to both of their uh, solo projects, Warhouse and J. Bernard, and yeah, this is a talk that is exclusively about their album, Fever. If you haven't heard the album yet, which you most likely haven't, please don't do give it a listen. I promise you, you're gonna love it. This is the 405 Exchange with Balthazar. Enjoy. It's wild to think that we have a new Balthazar album when um, all of you in the band have been so busy since the end of the last campaign. Uh, Gent, you had uh, Jay Bernard, Simon had Zimmerman, Martin had Warhouse, which also featured two other members of your band. So tell me, what was the creative energy like when it came time to work on this new Balthazar album? Um, well, we were, uh, we were very excited to work again together. Uh, uh, you know, I think we really needed a break or something else. It was all becoming too much of a well-oiled machine at the end of uh, the Thin Malt campaign. Um, uh, with the solo projects, we found a way to make it more uh, exciting again and creatively. And that playfulness, we, we uh, took along to the Balthazar project. So, there was like, um, you know, a lot of, imp- and also we were, of course, we saw, saw each other's solo projects and um, it created some kind of um, urge to work together again. <laughs> <laughs> if you see uh, your bandmate nail it and another project, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was very um, relaxed and playful period in the studio. or in the songwriting process. And it really comes across. And, you know, I've talked to you both separately about whether or not you'd foresee any influence from your solo projects coming into Balthazar. Uh, And it's interesting, you replied that you'd have to wait and see, and Martin didn't think that it wouldn't be likely for the worlds to collide. So who do you think won? Because I could say so from after listening to the album quite a bit, but I'd love to hear from your point of view after, you know, finishing this album. I just think we did a sort of project, um, you know, there's there's some Balthazar DNA in it, but it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it explores new worlds. And I think you can't unlearn 
it as a songwriter. So in a way, it, it, it's still us who, um, you know, with our songwriting DNA, but it's a little bit, you know, the, the, the we, we uh, made the library bigger, library of inspiration. It's, uh, it, well, it did influence our, our album, I think. Um, like, uh, it's there's a lot of exotic rhythms on it, and we sing a little bit more soul-y, soul-funky stuff. And um, like you said, like the, the playfulness on it. So I think those are all influences from the solo projects. But it's not that I took the De Bernard stuff into Balzar, I just think... No, it's more. I think it's even more the way the other way around because, yeah. for example, Mia was you know um, being Warhouse and I did this for two albums and I was you know excited to do something else again. So I, when I was writing for the record, I I was uh, inspired by G. Bernard, so I, I I wrote lots more of those grooves and that kind of songwriting. So I think by the end. It's not like um, that the J. Bernard part on the album is Payente uh, and uh, the Warhouse part is from me. We, we, we switched <laughs> characters. But it's, yeah, because I, I had a, an urge to, uh, for example, J. Bernard wasn't all about acoustic drums or bass guitars. So I was really excited to do that again. Whereas Martin came with four to the floor tracks. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love? I feel like that kind of comes across, particularly like like I've had the chance to live with the album quite a bit. And something that's really was um, interesting to me is how on every song you allowed uh, space to exist within the songs. Like you didn't really bombast the album with like unnecessary sounds. You'd let the songs breathe a lot. And I wonder if um, Jasper played quite a role in that because he pr largely produced the album. I I'd love to hear how his input kind of came into the writing and the recording. He was there quite early in the writing. Um, when we were writing the album, we rented a house. Um, well, it, we were actually writing in between the solo tours. So whenever we were, um, uh, Martin and me were home, we rented the house and then Jasper came along. So he had a strong hold on us from the beginning. And I think we just, um, yeah, we just were looking for a, a vision for the album or like a way to do it and we just uh, jammed a lot and and um, tried out different directions and a song like Fever uh, gave us that direction then um, and oh, Jasper it's really cool compared to the previous albums like we, we made albums that we produced ourselves then with an English producer in England, you know, a typical thing like you go there for, for three weeks and, and record the album. And now it was really important for us to work with someone really close to us um, who knows us very well and has a bit the same cultural, um, you know, heritage. heritage so in a way, it was super cool to work with Jasper because he totally understands it. It's, it's a very uh, direct communication and we could you know, dive into the studio whenever we wanted in between the tours. Yes, but as uh, he worked on the solo projects as well. So it was, that was kind of important, I think, to uh, find a way together for a new uh, Balzar story and yeah. sound. 
Yeah. And what was really interesting to me, like as someone who's like super familiar with all your music, it's so interesting how in a lot of ways he came into your world and was able to find something new while also fitting in. Because a lot of the music he's made, it's not really... I mean, from my like personal take, it's not really like aligned with like Balthazar's sound, but he came in and it like totally worked, which was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the first time we worked with him, so I, um, I, th- I mean, I've seen lots of Belgian bands work with him, and um, um, I think with actually working with any producer. Like you really have to know that band very well what you want, the other you don't want, or what you don't want. Otherwise, if you let the producer um, decide everything, it's not gonna, you know, you're gonna lose your identity or, or you know. Your, uh, so I think Jasper yeah, was super good, and we explained super clear what we wanted just to make it better. Yeah, yeah, took it a step further. Yeah. And, you know, let's go into the first track we heard off this album, Fever, which is the title track. I mean, you know what's cool about this one is that it feels like essentially like a Balfazar song while also feeling incredibly different. What's the story about um how this one came together? Well, we had, I mean, we had the song and, and some versions, but it was up until the moment we had this version. Uh, we knew what the album should be like, because in a way, I think... Um, the main difference with the previous albums is that it's a way more extrovert music. And I think that's a reaction to uh, making some solo albums. You know, you work more introvert. And um, and as a reaction onto that, by coming back together, there's like a, 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 a vibe of if you put people in a room, there's like a, a collectiveness to it. And I think um, Fever... Yeah, uh, gave us that direction immediately because it's like a four to the floor track with, uh, you know, very groovy. Um, so, so yeah, that was a very important song. And we, we, you know, when you make it, you immediately know you have a key track. <laughs> so uh, we jammed on it. It was up until it was like 25 minutes. And then we uh, shortened it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, tell me this, because the mood of the song, it's one of those songs that makes you feel like, it doesn't sound so cheesy, but it's like you feel cool while listening to it. Like it has like a vibe to it. And like, I wonder, did you experience any surprising reactions to the song, like from friends and family? Because like I said, it is like quite different for the band in a lot of ways. Um, not really. Yeah, I would say so, at least in terms of just, like, the overall vibe. And I think a lot of that plays into what Jen's saying about, like, the album as a whole being so much more extroverted. I think that song is, like, such a good statement to that in contrast to, like, a lot of stuff you've done previously. Like, I think maybe in a sonic sense, it might exist in a similar palette as, like, a song like Bunker. But, like, I feel like Fever is even a little bit more bouncy and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it's hard, I mean, it's hard to explain in a way. Uh, we just, you know, when you're jamming around, uh, suddenly something happens, and that's what uh, happened with Fever. And, and um, 
you know, like I think we had so many songs, and when we had that version, we immediately knew like this should be an opening track, and and we know what direction the album should be like. Yeah, uh, and it's that vibe, like you say, that cool, cool vibe. that just, uh, you know, yeah, we really liked it immediately. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I think another song like um, Entertainment, there's such a sense of uh, tonality with this song, like. You know, funnily enough, it kind of reminded me about how songs would be in the 90s, but it still feels very fresh and modern. I think it's like that carefree element that made me think of the 90s within that song. Like, what was the energy like in the studio when you were working on this one? Because I feel like this is one of those songs that must have energized everyone in the room in a lot of ways. Well, it, um, actually, song like we were finishing the album, you know, that the moment where you oversee the track. And we, we had the feeling like oh, we're missing like a rambling, uh, enthusiastic, uh, unpretentious song, uh, <laughs> and um, it's, we just jammed it together in like five minutes, and we we wrote the lyrics in in, in a couple of minutes just before recording. So, um, and for us, it, it was like a very functional track on the album, but we never thought of it as a single, and it was really funny when we send out the record to look to the all the countries the label and everybody was like yeah entertainment should be a signal we're like what <laughs> like we it was a but that's uh yeah how it goes i guess so that's yeah I, but i guess that's um the fact that it was so spontaneous and um rambling that's the whole charm of the song also I, I mean it's mostly the songs that you write the fastest that work best yeah, you do always hear that type of story. And like, Martin, I actually wanted to ask you, uh, one of the songs that um, is on the album, uh, people haven't heard, it, w wouldn't have heard it yet uh, by now w with us talking, but uh, the song Changes. I feel like that's probably like one of the strongest uh, lyrical high points in the album. I I'd love to hear you talk about that song, because that one's quite special, though. Yeah, it's... Um, well, it yeah, it was like a ballad first. Um, it's <laughs> very sad, and then we put this disco beat underneath it, um, which we kind of like. I mean, the clash between if you play it on the guitar, it's still like a kind of sad song. So, uh, um, and I think the song, um, it's um, it was one of those days. You, um, I woke up hungover, and um, I was probably complaining to my girlfriend. <laughs> and um, she said like Martin it's simple or you keep drinking and you stop complaining and you just <laughs> embrace the fact this is how you're living your life or you just quit the drinking and you know but either way I don't want to hear about it anymore and I thought like oh she's right I should um, you know it was it's just a song about being um at ease in in your um in balance in a way you know uh, finding peace in your restlessness restlessness <laughs> but that's what i love because uh i think that the reason the song's gonna stick out to so many people is like the sentiment might be so specific but it could be applied to so many different things it's like the element of things that should change is yeah. such a wide spectrum yeah yeah i agree it's, it could be about um, a breakup or you know, it's, um, yeah, it's good. Or getting old, or, uh, yeah, growing old. You, you ask it in the, like, what does it mean to you? 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want to like ask this next question. But also, I think I, I wanted to play with the For example, you have the Bowie song changes, and that's about, you know, an artist should always change because that's how creativity gets sparked. And I thought, like, it's kind of cool to, to put it the other way around, like, to, um, you know, not uh, not play that role of the, the, the artist that always thinks he needs to change, but like sing about how you how you don't change in your um, imbalance. Yeah, yeah, and that definitely comes across. That that's a good um, take on that. Nice one. <laughs> you know, um, what I, like I'm, I'm trying to think the best way to ask this next question uh, because like I brought up the songs of the album, kind of how they flow together. Would I be wrong in thinking that when it came to how the songwriting and the recording worked on the album, it was more important to have an element of mood and vibe than it was crucial than the lyrics. I mean, obviously lyrics are important, but I feel like with these new songs, especially the ones you've released, it's much more focused on like atmosphere and the feeling of the songs rather than the meanings. Would that be fair to say at all? Like, Well, I think they're, they're a bit um, simpler. And it has to do with, uh, because the lyrics are more rhythmic, you know, if you sing a funky line, you have to, you know, you're, you're more, um, hands are kind of tied to, you can't go everywhere, because it just, it needs to, the rhythm needs to be fun, and so you have to compromise more in your uh, lyric writing, but then it all also fitted, the, I mean, I think we, uh, we had it a bit with uh, using too much metaphors and all of that, so we wanted to make it more straightforward, ly- lyrically in a way. And um, so yeah, I mean it's. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's less lyrical or less focused on lyrics than than walls or something. No, yeah, uh, I'd agree, and I think it very much goes to what you're saying in regards to like being simpler, not like less important, but simpler. Because I think it's like when I first listened to the album a couple times, it was very much like that atmosphere was very much so much more prevalent to me but i think that's like a personal thing with me too i'm the type of person that will listen to a song for like a year and then after a year i'll like hear a certain lyric and go like oh they're saying that so i think it's like probably just how i am with music really yeah but it's like um but lyrically it's not a it's not a you know goes every direction it's not one theme or something you know what I think is positive about that is that I think back to previous Balthazar albums and I think the lyrics would paint stories that would like be in that middle ground between being specific or uh, expansive and they'd lo- yeah and they would lar- largely be stories you could jump into without think trying to think about the wider world or you would think about the wider world uh, when it comes to lyrics on this album it feels like there's not many questions to be had about them which I think is really great but like does it surprise you how often people want lyrics explained to them? Um, I don't. Actually, I don't. There are not many people. Really? You rarely have to deal with that, I guess. I mean, I think what's typical for this album is that we, it's also the straightforwardness we're talking about, but it's like we write from one, it's 
mostly like one perspective or one situation. Like, if, for example, if you write about a girl, it can be about one day or one situation in that relationship. And whereas in the past, we tried to um, put a whole relationship in a song. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's uh, for yeah. It, yeah, it's more specific or more, um, well, that's also more extrovert in a way. We don't want to use metaphors. I think we used to use metaphors to, I don't know, try to find some deeper truth or something, but not knowing how to say it. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually like the way we write the lyrics now better. Yeah. I think it was um, Tom Waits who said something like, there's a beauty in finding uh, the simplicity in something. Like, there's something beautiful about being able to say something in a simple manner. So I think that kind of plays a role in that. Yeah. You know, uh, talk to me about um, your new band member who will be uh, replacing Patricia. Uh, let's tell the world about him. Well, he's uh, Del Bacon. That's his name. And he uh, could play every instrument. There is. <laughs> That's helpful. Which so comes in handy, yeah? That we like to believe. <laughs> um, and he's, I mean, he's hes a, an old friend of ours. He played in Warhouse as well. So, uh, we, I mean, we were actually, we didn't want to replace Patricia one-on-one. We just wanted to start a, you know, a new kind of collective. And uh, I think uh, this is just somebody uh, that perfectly perfectly uh, matches our the rest of the four of us and um, I mean you can feel it now we're, we're rehearsing and, and it's great it, it's just a perfect fit and he totally gets it and um, yeah it's uh, it's cool because it gives us a lot of freedom to uh, to be very spontaneous and playful with the music life and he's a great singer as well which is um, yeah, something in Basel. We, 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 uh, you have to be. You have, have to, to be. sing. <laughs> or you don't. Yeah, everyone pulls their weight in the vocal department. You know, tell me, like, I mean, you, you've kind of alluded to it, but can you go a little bit more into just how the dynamic shifted? Because it's quite interesting that now it's like, it's like a band of, like, dudes. And it's like, you know, all of you lot of friends. And I just imagine, like, the energy in the room or even when you're hanging out, it must feel quite different in some ways, yes? It is. We all became way more female. <laughs> so we have to feel, yeah. <laughs> well, you're all older now too, so maybe that's a part of it as well. <laughs> yeah, but it definitely is different, of course. I mean, it's normal, but um, I mean, it just it just uh, worked with the vibe we have now. So uh, it's it's really cool. It's it's I can't really pinpoint the difference already because i mean we just started rehearsing in a way i think we need the tour first for a month or two to uh, you know to really be able to tell the difference between previous tours but then we've grown older so maybe it's just us yeah possibly uh our need has changed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got uh like before we hit the recorder, we were talking a little bit, and you mentioned how you're in the middle of rehearsing uh now for the live show. Um, I mean, you kind of alluded to still figuring it out, but can you tell me how much of the new album you foresee making it into future set lists? Because 
when I was listening to it, this does sound like one of those albums that's you could probably play the majority of the songs live. That's like the yeah. vibe I got. I think we make we really want to play almost every song on the album live. I think we mainly want to focus on evil, uh, the album in, in our live shows now because it feels like a new beginning, in a way, like a new debut album. And I mean, we we've played the previous albums a lot. <laughs> I think we're most uh, enthusiastic about the new songs. Yeah. Uh, so now we're. Now it's the other way around. We're thinking like, what what old dogs should we still should should we still play? Um, yeah, because we're mainly focusing on the new songs now. So yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. There there are some like nice old gems that I I reckon are always gonna be there. Like oldest of sisters and fifteen floors. I, I guess like fans are always gonna they they probably go crazy if you played a show you didn't play one of those. I reckon. Yeah, but we. Uh, it's also cool not to be, you know, not to be obligated to play them. Yeah, it's I think like I'll, finding a balance, I think. I think also sense. we're the kind of band that doesn't have like one monster hit. So actually, I think we can, you know, maybe Bunker was the biggest hit, but, but I think we, we can get away with playing some um, old songs now. I mean, yeah, not they, playing the, uh, but I think the cool thing, obviously, because we released a couple of albums already, we just want to change it every night, like I said, this, and it's, I think it's it's going to be mostly the old songs that we're going to change. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's just, like, dig around and, and see what we feel like, and don't, you know, if you listen, if you make it an all hit set, all, every day, it's, 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 uh, it's not very inspiring, in it? Yeah. No, but not bands. I mean, <coughs> it should be cool to go to a band and you don't know which songs they're gonna play. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, you the know, audience, if it becomes, if it, the set is too prefabricated or something, they're gonna sense it and it's gonna stink. <laughs> yeah. Well, before I let you go here, like, talk to me a little bit about this tour you have coming up because what's interesting about it is like you're playing such a wide spectrum of rooms. Uh, a prime example is that. Um, in Dublin, you'll be playing Wheelands, which is like a relatively like small to mid-sized club. Really amazing room. But then a couple weeks after that, you'll be playing your hometown Lotto Arena. And looking at like the tour schedule, there is like a lot of variety in terms of like rooms you'll be playing. And like, is that important for you as a band? Like that that sounds like quite exciting. The fact that night to night, the room you could be in could be so vastly different than the last one. Yeah. But then I think for this tour, it's, uh, it's we always, I mean, we always play the different venues. You uh, have countries where you do better than others. And uh, the funny thing is actually that Dubzar has grown a little bit in, in, in the break, during the break. If we play like uh, Berlin, for example, it's like double the size of what we did last time. So, um, it's cool in the UK. It's it's like it's gonna be our warm up tour a little bit, playing smaller venues. I mean, the whole reason for why we did the solo projects as well is is to play small venues again. So we, we definitely like that. It's, uh, yeah, it's very strong direct uh, link with the audience. You know, bigger shows, arena shows like Lotta Arena, they are more you know 
it's a bigger show, so, so it's more organized. But then, in a way, we do also a arena show in Amsterdam. We, we, we really want to, especially with this album, you can feel it. It's, it's like a loose album, and then it's just like guys playing around. Um, we definitely want a show like that, even in the arena shows, to make it feel like a club, you know? Small club instead of, you know, going to an overproduced um, arena set. We don't want that to happen. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's really cool to play the arenas and then play also super small venues. I think, um, yeah, it, it, it's the variation that keeps you uh, sharp. Yeah, I agree with that. Have you ever seen, this is a bit of a, a random question, but have you ever seen um, Kings of Leon live by any chance? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did, but they look, they look really bored. Yeah, yeah, they they can, but it's interesting. They're one of those bands that's never really done it for me. But there's been times I've seen them um, live for work, uh, like working shows, and they've interestingly have done that before, where they've made a venue, an arena feel like kind of like a bar with how they play live, which is interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. But I've seen big shows, even Lana Del Rey, in front of twenty thousand people, and and it felt like a small bar. So I, I, or Arcade Fire. Yeah, especially Arcade Fire. They're massive at that as well. Yeah, it's it's cool. I think that's the way it should be. And I mean, for this show as oh, for this tour as well, we really want to keep it uh, spontaneous and just you know be able to jam around, uh, even if it's an arena. Uh, can you tease what the production's gonna be like? I love hearing about stage productions, and like, I imagine you're gonna have quite an interesting one for some of those shows. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we're kind of. Um, Late. <laughs> <laughs> we can't please say anything about it yet. Okay. Um, it's not a yet, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's gonna be soon. I mean, we're in like late January now, and the tour is gonna kick off soon, so we won't have to wait too long. Guys, thanks so much for chatting again. It's so great to catch up with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hopefully, I make it out to one of your shows in Europe soon, uh, or you make it to New York. I hope <laughs> that'd be massive. Yeah. Well, cheers. Let me get you. I'll let you get back to rehearsals, which is what you're in the middle of doing. So for people listening, they're getting ready to like be perfect for you. So (laughs) we're gonna be ready. Don't worry. Oh, you definitely will. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye, man.